is Kristen Hedgecock. And I'm Ash Matson. You're listening to Apta Sophia, which means useful wisdom in the pursuit of biblical womanhood. Welcome to Apta Sophia. My name is Ash Matson. I'm here with my co host, Kristen Hedgecock. Hello. Hello. And we are here with a couple of laid back personal episodes around the holidays on some of our favorite things, things that we recommend. We're also going to do an episode on kid hacks. We're actually starting with our kid hacks episode. I got those backwards. So that's what we're going to be talking about this episode. But before we do that, we want to get to the most important part of any episode, and that is introducing not Knox Hedgecock, one of our most faithful listeners and contributors as far as ideas go. He is coming up with some really good ideas for merch for us, and he is so brilliant on Canva, and we're so excited he's here to talk to us. Hey, Knox. Hi. Hi. So (laughs) the most important thing we do besides that is we do our Would You Rather question for the episode. So our Would You Rather question is, if you guys remember from last time, we didn't. We had to go back and listen. Um, It actually comes from our very own Pastor Brant Bosserman, and that is, would you rather have everything from Taco Bell as a burger or everything from McDonald's as a taco? So, Knox, because you're our special guest, you get to answer that first. I think, uh, well, I'll go with McDonald's, the one. On a taco? Yeah. Mm-hmm. McDonald's on a taco. So what's your favorite thing to get from McDonald's? Uh, two McDoubles. Ooh. Do you make it a McQuadruple? <laughs> uh, sometimes. Have you ever thought about that? No. Ayo. Hey, yeah. So in case nobody, <laughs> y'all don't know this, but I'm having another baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. I'm due in June with baby number five. And so, yeah, I think about food and I want it real quick. So I'm going to have to go get it. We a had a snapper back to reality there for a minute. We have to get some Bergnax today. Um, so, okay. So you would have a McDouble as a taco? Yeah. We should yeah. have a food challenge where we actually go and get these foods and make them into, because this sounds delicious to me. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you like to get from McDonald's? Uh, uh, I, well, I like to get a normal cheeseburger. I just ordered the same thing every single time. Those cheeseburgers are classic, though. Or I get a, a Happy Meal with a a normal cheeseburger, and then two McDoubles on top of that. Yeah. And and I don't think I ever had the chocolate milk with it. You don't think you ever have? Yeah. Yeah, what's your drink of choice? Fanta. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? Is it just like classic orange or do they yeah, have Yeah, classic ones? orange. Yeah. Now I have that song in my head. Do you remember those commercials with the like kind of like bubblegum pop? characters like they're actual no. people but they dress uh-uh. up like fruit and they'd say like wanna 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 fanta <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I, I, I might have seen that. Like, we're going to have to look up some YouTube after this. Yeah, it's uh, horrible. It's not a good commercial, but it doesn't make you want a fanta at all. <laughs> that's what, but I think of it. So I guess it's not that bad. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm like, it's, that's the point, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be good. It just has to stick in your brain. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The that's like a, that's people, like a Seinfeld episode right there. Is it? It is, where George Costanza says almost that verbatim, 
where because yeah I'm, where he's just like brain over here yeah <laughs> you're a genius Ash I'm a genius where he's just like it doesn't have to be good it just has to stick in your head so his was and I forget like the context now this is horrible but I forget the context now but his last name is Costanza so he would always be like Costanza like by Menon you know and then try to get that stuck I think it was like maybe in a girl in a girl's head that he had liked, like in high school or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, we digressed a lot from our Would You Rather. That's okay. We always do. <laughs> uh, yep. I thought we always meant to not be chatty with our, but then the Would You Rather starts getting us off on tangents. Which is good. It's fine. But it's all right. Yeah. You guys are just going to have to listen. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, dudes. Um, Kristen. Definitely going with Knox on this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I had Taco, I haven't had Taco Bell in... 16 years. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, because we had Taco Bell at Grace Agenda. I didn't eat any. You didn't eat it? I didn't eat it. I think I made Scott go. You I think did. I was pregnant too. You were. <laughs> you were pregnant with Winter. <laughs> this is just like, my life. And I'm like, you need to go to Taco Bell. She's pregnant and she's hungry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure I made Scott go to Taco Bell. So. But Scott, he... I don't, I don't remember the last time he had Taco Bell, but he's the one. Cause, so I had never had Taco Bell before, never, ever. And then we got married the day after our wedding, or maybe it was, anyway, we were on our way to the airport, wherever. So, but we needed to eat lunch. So he's like, hey, there's a Taco Bell by our hotel. I'm like, I've never eaten Taco Bell. And he was just like, well here's to a new life. So we ate at Taco Bell and it was like my stomach. It just, my stomach is just really weird with fast food anyway. So I don't eat a whole lot of it. Um, but that was really bad. (laughs) It was not good. So that was the last time. That's the last time I, I've eaten at Taco Bell the first, first and last. So McDonald's, um, I usually get, okay, I was so, so, so happy when they decided to serve breakfast all day. Because my favorite thing to get is a sausage egg McMuffin. And, um, it's, those are the best. I crave them so much. Like, I could barely keep anything down uh, while I was pregnant with all of my kids Except that that was like the cheese melted with the sausage, melted with the egg on the English muffin was just like, that's what the baby wanted. Anyway, so the rare occasion that I do, like the kids eat at McDonald's more than I do, but the rare occasion that I do, that's what I usually get. If it's not that, yeah, I think I get there. They have like a chicken, like deluxe where it has like bacon on it or something like that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I just have to be really careful about what I eat. Unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, so I don't. I don't personally eat at um, fast food restaurants very often because it just destroys me. <laughs> like I've eaten enough Taco Bell for everybody. Yeah, you go there for the sauce. And also, pro tip: if you go to Taco Bell, get a side or two of nacho cheese, and then 
dip your taco in the nacho cheese and then put the sauce on top of that bite before you bite it. We're changing the episode to life hacks. <laughs> fast <laughs> food hacks. Fast food hacks Because this Ash. is the second fast food hack that you have said. Oh, I don't think you said it on bird the Mac. episode. But the bird map, <laughs> yeah. Also, yes, if you go to Taco Bell, you need to do this. And um, yeah, anytime I go, I have to have like a heart to heart with the girl at the window or the dude. And I have to be like, listen, when I say a lot of sauce, I mean like a lot of sauce because I'm only here for the sauce. We use like seven <laughs> packets per taco. So you cannot give me one packet per taco. That's not enough. <laughs> and so, cause sometimes they skimp and you get home and you're like, I just wasted $25. I'm not going to eat any of this. Right. Cause it, it tastes like garbage without the sauce. It's the same thing with Arby's. We just talked about Arby's. Oh. Arby's oh. like horsey sauce and Arby's sauce is like. Yeah. The horsey sauce so- and Arby's sauce is good. It's really good. But I can't eat. Again, I just, I mean, the roast beef sandwich looks like shredded zombie skin. It's so. (laughs) Zombie skin is dead skin, though. Uh, Exactly. It's gray. Yep. (laughs) So is the roast beef and cheddar. (laughs) Yes. I, I used to eat there, like, with my papa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we lived by one, and the kids would go and my husband would go there all the time and I I was the loser that would eat like their chicken salad sandwich barely <laughs> like I know dude no I there are times that I, I wish I could it just destroys it just destroys me I can eat sushi it's not like I can't eat like I just have a high class stomach, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what if <laughs> it's like sushi? What sure. a plate! <laughs> yeah, it it really is on the budget. I'm like, I'm sure. no, I'm just you can't like, <laughs> you can't do that. No, it destroys me. My husband will testify. He's like, it's yeah. not, it's not even worth it. It's not even it's worth probably it. Probably good that your stomach is not okay with it. Yeah, because you are much less tempted to feed yourself. Garbagey food. I just keep telling oh, myself I have other things after I'm myself. done bearing children, I'm going to be like at least 80% plant-based diet and I'm going to get healthy, uh-huh. right? I'm going to yeah. drink water all the time. I stop drinking coffee. Uh-huh. I'm going to eat vegetables for pretty much every meal, intermittent fasting. You know, I got yeah. this plan for myself. I just keep, keep having kids. So I'm like, you know, I'll get there. But I'm yeah. 34 <clears throat> and I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm 34. <laughs> <laughs> Things are starting to get a little creaky, and I'm getting I'm getting gray hair, so I should probably like get out of like the eating like a high schooler thing. Yeah, yeah, and and start doing that. But that's how I like satiate my conscience, my food conscience. Yeah, there you go. It's so my like future Ashley is gonna be vegan, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay that current Ashley is not is not, and opposite. I eat twelve Taco Bell tacos at one a.m. because you'll make it up for it. I yeah, I will yeah, in the totally. future. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So you would eat like <clears throat> dude, their chicken. Their chicken sandwiches are pretty good. They're okay. There's their spicy chicken. I don't know. I am a big like connoisseur of the spicy chicken sandwich wherever they at McDonald's. are to be found. It's not the best. No, it isn't. Yeah, but Wendy's I also- is the best. I think Burger King has a pretty good one now, but sometimes it depends on who makes it. Okay, I haven't. I honestly, I haven't eaten spicy chicken at Burger King. That's another one that's been a while. It's kind of new. Okay. All yeah. right. Because I was going to say, yeah. is it? Yeah. 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 Okay. I think the first time I had it, it was the best thing ever. <clears throat> and then they started like drowning in actual sauce. I don't like that. I like it yeah. when they have the seasoning in the breading. Right. I'm having yeah. trouble talking because I'm starting to sound like <laughs> 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 But yeah. 
Yeah. That would make a really good burrito. That would make I don't know how would you make a taco bell. It would be like sloppy joe everything if you tried to make it into a burger. Yeah, it really would be. Yeah. Yeah. As much I like I would have to go the McDonald's route too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty delicious. Like literally anything is a burrito. When I was younger, I thought of like opening a restaurant where everything is a burrito. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a wrap. Just make it into a wrap. Spaghetti yeah. with like. Do you guys ever eat? Like when I have leftover spaghetti, I get like just plain old Wonder white bread uh-huh. with like a thick layer of butter, like uh-huh. maybe a quarter inch, and then you sandwich the spaghetti in between as spaghetti sandwich. Dude, I do yes, that. Yes, I, I did that even on day one. Like I don't eat. Spaghetti, unless it's a spaghetti sandwich in between two garlic bread. Yeah, see, like that is this what is I where do. Our our like appetites converge. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we had some different opinions there, but I'm like that would make such a good burrito, mm-hmm. or like poutine in a burrito would mm-hmm. be really good. Yeah, or Greek fries and like what yeah. wouldn't be good? Yeah, I challenge. Make you. it a wrap. Challenge you. Think of a food that's like usually like super bomb. Sushi. Sushi? That would not be good in a burrito. No, but no. I don't really like sushi. So, but I'm a weirdo. Tacos, wasabi, <laughs> wasabi. Maybe I think it's one of those things that I'm just too weirded out by to like it. Probably because I know that a lot of people so do, good. and they can't be wrong. Like that many people can't be wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it's. I think it's just. I think if texture really bothers you, mm-hmm. I think sushi would really bother you because sushi does not have normal like American cuisine textures yeah that we typically like like or have or are used to so yeah all right mm-hmm. so the would you rather for next episode is at Christmas time would you rather have no lights or no other decorations one or the other let us know what you think you can weigh in on both of those at our Facebook or Instagram page. Let us know. Let us know why, not just what. And yeah, we'll see you there. So um, moving into our episode, we're going to talk about just some general kid hacks. Yeah. I'm going to keep it light and fun. Kristen has been a pro mom for a long time. I'm still floundering, but we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> You're not floundering. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> when, no. when Kristen got here, I came down the stairs <laughs> as my husband was mopping the floor and met her at the stairs and slipped at the base of the stairs where my husband was mopping and just sat there looking dejected and defeated. Yeah. I didn't move for a minute. I was just like staring into the abyss. I was like, you okay? She was like, do we need do we need a big tent revival? She almost kind of went in for half a hug, so I knew I was looking rough. Yeah. Usually we don't touch each other. We don't touch, and you know, it was just like, no, I just she's not crying. If you were crying, then I would have hugged you because that is socially appropriate. But I mean, but that's the glory, and that's why we're friends, is because you get the no touchy. Yeah. You totally get it. And there are friends of mine that would have been offended that I didn't hug them and comfort them. Mm-hmm. And you're you're not those kinds of friends. Let me see if I can play this while we have you guys here. Okay, listen. Listen, guys. Do not touch me. No me toques. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. <laughs> that is an amazing. Um, 
amazing TikTok I found and sent to Kristen. <laughs> no me toques. No me toques. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Even if I'm crying, I don't think I would want to hug. It always it always makes me cry more. And there's like, I like <clears throat> crying even less than touching. Yeah. Like I'd rather hug Dude. like a really like skeezy person <laughs> that, I'm ske- <laughs> that I'm skeezed out by. Because there yeah. are certain people that you're like a little more creeped out by than others. I'd yeah. rather give them a big old bear hug than cry ever. It's true. Like Literally that is ever. the one thing that like I love. Children are a blessing. So this is not any comment on children. But that is the one thing. I cannot stand when I am pregnant is how easily I cry. Yep. It makes me so mad. It makes me so irritated because I do not recognize the woman that I am. Yes. I just am like, I can't stop crying. I mean, it was a commercial about cheese and it made me sad and emotional. Yeah. What's even worse when I'm pregnant and we have prayer requests is that I tend to cry <laughs> a lot more frequently. Not only by myself in front of a commercial, but in front of a whole group of people. It's great. <laughs> and it's usually like I just had a moment on Monday where I was like, I just want to be a good mom. <laughs> and I just, I want to stop sitting and I can't. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So more of that for the next like, you know, six months or so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, usually when I'm crying, I want you to like keep your distance and I'll probably do a little shadow boxing. I'm like, dude, whoo, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Just like beat my chest a little bit. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, all right, so kid hacks. Kristen, you start with the first one. Oh my goodness. Okay, so my first instinct, of course, was I had nothing really to do with kids, but had everything to do with um, how you relate to your spouse when you have kids. So my first kid hack is actually tell your husband what you need him to do, not in a sassy way, but what you need him to do with your child or children. Um, I think one thing that was hard to, I don't know, get over or not understand it, especially when we were newer parents. And I'm just like, why can't you just tell that he needs a diaper? Like he needs a diaper. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, of course he needs a diaper. It's been three hours since we changed him last. Like, of course, like things that when you're in it, you don't, you just do automatically because you have your own flow and routine. But to an outsider who is your husband because he's working or whatever, mm-hmm. He doesn't know. And so there was a lot of like, Kristen, like telepathy doesn't work. (laughs) You you need to like, tell me these things. And even now, even after 16 years of marriage and 20 years of being together, I forget what we were talking about the other day, but I was like irritated about something. And um, he's just like, how was I supposed to know? Who would know? How? How, how are they going how how are we gonna know? How are we gonna know? We're quoting a TikTok. That's our favorite <laughs> one right now. Um, how would they know? Like how about the wop well, how about the wasabi? Oh the wasabi one, yeah, that was great. That's another one. But um so that's my at least like I try to think of hacks for all stages of kids. Um and that's like my first no matter what stage you're in, like you need to communicate. With your husband, which is, I feel like a lame kid hack because it's not really a kid hack. No, it's, it is too. 
I would expand it a little bit and say accept help and yeah. be willing to ask for help right. from literally anyone and be shameless about it. Yeah, and just not expect that they're going to do, um, they're not going to do it your way and you have to be okay with it if you don't want to be doing it all. Yes. You know, like that was, again, I don't remember how old my oldest was, but it was with that first, with that first child, you just learned so much about how to, how to marry, how to be married. But yeah, I was just, he didn't put him to bed right as if there really is a wrong or right way to put your kids to bed. But I'm like, no, I always do this. And then I do this and then I do this and then I put him to bed and you did it all backwards and upside Mm -hmm. down and all wrong. And why can't you just do what I do? And he's just like, What's the point? Like the point is to put the kid in the crib for it to go to bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what What does it matter if I gave him a bath or didn't go? I don't remember exactly what. But you know, I I am a person who loves routine. That is a big surprise, I am sure, gathered from our conversations. But I really love r- routine, not because I'm necessarily an organized person, but it just helps me. It just helps me. Um, and my husband is just a little bit more go with the flow when it comes to routine Mm -hmm. and you just have to be okay. You have to be okay with allowing your husband to do things with your kids, whether that be getting them dressed and having them in awful outfits or putting them to bed wrongly. Um, you just got to accept it. You got to do it because you don't want to be the only one. Or if you don't, it, like if you really is important to you to do all those things and you do it, don't complain. Yeah. I don't know. Life hack number one. <laughs> Actually communicate your needs. Yeah. Don't expect anybody around you just to know what you need. Don't get bent out of shape if you expect them to know and they don't know. And yeah. 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 Get the help. So I thought it might be cool to kind of start with like breakfast. Like Ooh. do you have any... Like, let's talk about, like, the most common, like, getting up during the day. How do you set a good tone for your day? Yeah, Knox. Knox, do you have something? Uh, the kids that you've raised, what what's going on? <laughs> uh, like, and, like uh, when you know other kids are sleeping in the house, like, get the other kids to quiet down instead of yelling and screaming. <laughs> Does that happen a lot in our house? Yeah. Do I? I yell and scream. No, not you. saying the other oh, kids. The other I kids. The other I kids was like, not yell okay, and scream, okay. So they I don't was like, wake up huh. other people. Yeah, that's the true. other kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you calm them down. Knox would sleep till noon. He sleeps. He's kind of like, um, what is an animal that sleeps half like twenty hours a day? A sloth? I don't know. In a cute way. Mm. <laughs> Sloths are kind of you weird, but you're sleep. very. I cute. used to be like that when I was younger. Yeah, it's crazy. Sleep yeah. a lot, eat but a he's lot. always been a good sleeper. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I would say with breakfast, um, particularly when I had pancakes. <sighs> <laughs> pancakes. Get something sugary, and then and then feed them something that's gross. They would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> if I just put sugar on it, yeah. Yeah, that's a good life hack. Um, okay, so this is one thing I tell my mamas who have maybe a toddler or like youngish children at home and they're expecting a baby. 
is what I did with my, um, when I brought home my third, my oldest boy was, I think, six. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he was six, maybe seven. I don't remember. It's been a long time. But to have, like, a basket of food, like a food basket, just in the pantry of, like, cereal bars, teach them at some point during the pregnancy, like, how to make toast in a toaster and just do peanut butter toast. And it was so helpful to, like, give my oldest boy a job to do Mm -hmm. during breakfast. That actually helped me. Um, So he would be in charge of, like, turning on the Netflix shows in the morning passing out the cereal bars that you can just grab from the little um, basket that I had in the pantry just for that reason. And so then that would give me time to get up and nurse a baby and change and perhaps change myself and get the baby situated where I'm not having like ravenous piranhas around me, like begging for food. And then I would, you know, put the baby wherever back down if it was newborn um, because they sleep so much. And then, you know, make eggs or whatever else to go with what he had made. But at least give them the skills to get it started for you. Yeah. Pre-breakfast is such a help to give them something like if you have muffins or a loaf of, like, banana bread or Mm -hmm. uh, Cheerios in a bag has been our mainstay with just a cup of milk. Because then you don't feel pressured by them begging for food all morning before you can actually make something substantial. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I need that quiet time in the morning to be able to get up and get my coffee. One thing that has been really helpful in the past for me, I had a daycare for two years. And so I was kind of forced into routines that I normally don't have on my own. But it was really helpful. So one thing that was great is having a, this. we had the same thing every Monday for breakfast, the same thing every Tuesday, the same thing every Wednesday. There was no asking the kids what they wanted. It was just, it was all foods that they liked. So I was very sure. considerate in that regard. But it wasn't about special requests. Like it yeah. was just, this is, pan- <clears throat> it's pancake day. It's, you know, we had like peanut butter toast and sausage. Or we had <clears throat> uh, scrambled eggs and toast. Or Cheerios and banana. Something like that. Um, and it is so helpful to know what you're going to make that morning. Like really just knowing or having an idea the day before of what you're going to prepare the next day is so helpful because decision fatigue is huge. And when you're in the midst of it with a lot of really crazy kids, you kind of want those things to be figured out for you already. So yeah, that's big. Um, I love making freezer burritos and my kids love them. So I will make like 14 breakfast burritos for a week. And usually my kids will eat one or a half of one and I will set my oven to 350 and not even wait for it to preheat. I just throw them in. And then, like, wait until I can smell them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, 10 I'm not, minutes? I'm maybe? a weirdo. I yeah. don't use a timer usually. I'm getting better about it. But for most things that need to, like, besides meats and stuff like that, I usually don't use a timer. Um, <clears throat> but my kids love it. It's super hearty. I've already made it. I don't have to cook. It's got the meat, the sausage, the veggies, like, everything in there. So oh, that's that, a good one. I should do that one. really helpful. And yeah. it doesn't, yeah, it is a little, like, time-consuming when you make them, but they're so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my kids love breakfast burritos. I buy the frozen ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if I made them ahead of time, or you guys, that could be something you guys could do is make ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. And you can get, like, I usually cut up the veggies fresh because I do, um, like, some volunteering at the food pantry, so I get stuff like that. Uh, get some produce for free. But um, I... Also, we'll get, like, the 
um, frozen bag of onions and peppers. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to, it's like minimal prep. Yeah. You really just kind of like, you can clean your kitchen while you make it, whatever you want to yeah. do. Yeah. <clears throat> do you have something to add, Nux? Well, I was going to add something, but then I heard Miss Ash talking for a long time, then I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will happen around that me, happens. my dude, because I talk a lot. <laughs> That's you better get we, a notepad. Yeah, that's why we typically, or at least I, and so does Miss Ash, we have to write things down or else we completely forget our points because we raised and birthed um, some incredibly smart children that took all of our brains. Yeah, you did. You guys yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, moving into, like, what about Naps. Do you have any hacks for, like, I think most of your kids are kind of out of nap phase. Mm-hmm. But do you have hacks for getting multiple kids to nap at the same time? Or how do you use naps to get things done? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I, Cora stopped napping, like, two years ago. She's, she was my longest nap taker. Um, she kept taking naps till she was about three. Um, and... I would I'm still taking naps in the car. Yeah. A lot of my kids now will kind of pass out in the car. So that is one hack. If you if your kids are driving you crazy or you just need them to go to sleep, I would take long car rides to wherever. I would stop and get a latte and I would just drive around for an hour if there if there was just absolutely they're just wound up for or whatever reason. at Christmas <clears throat> lights. I, I feel like that's a good thing. Like going around Christmas lights, oh, it would yeah. entertain me for hours. I was more, 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 that's more. That's true. Yeah. And no one, like, I think came in just once. He's like, I want to go home. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so it kind of depends on the kid. But um getting kid multiple kids down for naps I always started with the easiest and then worked my way up um my boys I mean honestly they quit napping the day they turned two not by my choice that was just how their bodies worked so mm-hmm. it wasn't really until my last two that I had two kids napping at the same time and um yeah so I don't really have any hacks of like getting because I just would never I could never go there. My kids, yeah, yeah, because they're all two and a half years <clears> apart, <throat> and they just were kind of done with naps by the time they had a brand new brother or sister. Yeah, but your kids are a little <clears throat> bit closer together in age, so yeah. And I had when I had the daycare, I had to have all the kids on one like yeah. my right here. I couldn't have any kids upstairs or in separate rooms. They always had to be with me, um, not behind a closed door or anything like that. And so, and then I, I had to provide a rest time mm-hmm. and all of the children had to participate. <clears throat> so that was, and my kids were way younger. I only had Skylar and Gatsby and Gatsby was like 18 months when I first started in my daycare. So he's five now. So it was mm-hmm. a long time ago, but um, I would play rain sounds on the TV Pretty loud. Not, like, deafening. Yeah. But loud enough to drown out any, like... Fidgeting noises. Fussing, fidgeting, yeah. conversations with kids if I'm trying to get them to, to lay down and go to sleep. And, um, and yeah, having it be that non-negotiable, I felt like I noticed <clears throat> in doing that a major difference in the kids that were even five or six. 
between days that they did nap and didn't nap and their Mm -hmm. ability to control their bodies. Mm -hmm. So my kids even, I don't require that my older two take naps, um, but if we are going to a small group and I know they're going to be out until 10, they're non-negotiable, they take a nap. As long as I can. Like if I have to do stuff during the day, obviously it's not going to work, but my kids will pass out in the car halfway through the day. Yeah. I, I can tell. And um, and I can also tell when they get overtired and they start being extra naughty. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, because I think because we've kind of had that standard in the past of you're going to take a nap and that's you're going to lay down at least and be quiet, usually they always pass out. Yeah. Even if I'm like, you don't have to go to sleep, but you do have to lay here and let your body rest mm-hmm. because that still counts for something. Right. They always pass out. Yeah. So, yeah, having the, like, uh, noise machine is huge. I, um, yeah, right now I, I actually have the luxury of not having to put all my kids down, and the two that I do put down are in separate rooms. I try to keep Baker up because he is, he will stay up all hours of the night, at night. But he also cannot go through the day without napping to the point where every single time I do not give him a nap, he will literally fall asleep at 5 o'clock on the dot sitting up wherever he is. I have so many pictures of him. He'll just he'll just sit on the couch and slump his head over and pass out like that with his mouth open. Wow. It's so weird. And I have to like lay him down. Mm-hmm. And then it's five o'clock. Yeah. And then what And do then you I'm do? really in for it because it doesn't matter if he sleeps for 20 minutes or an yeah. hour. Like it's, he's gonna stay up until eleven thirty. Yeah. So I would much rather put him to bed yeah. at twelve thirty or one. But um but yeah, nap times, having staggered nap times between big kids and the baby is really helpful um, so that I kind of get my kids in shifts. Yeah. There's always somebody asleep. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like when they're all together, that's when things are a little like chaotic. Um, and yeah, sleeping when like set yourself up. One thing I've, I've learned so far is that if I really want to take a nap, I cannot let my kids have screen time until it is nap time for me. Mm-hmm. And I wait until the baby's asleep and I get everything done and I try to run them outside. And that's when they get the tablets. Mm-hmm. And that's when I get my nap. And before that, when I would let them watch stuff in the morning, there was no, it wasn't entertaining to them because mm-hmm. they hadn't waited for it. It had been like a part of their day, but it's like the special thing now. So it's, yeah. I'm getting a lot more naps and I need naps. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I'm like, if I need human. naps, my kids need naps. That's right. I don't care how old you are. I'm 34. I need naps. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, I remember putting on <clears throat> movies for, do you, do you remember Wally? Yeah. Did you watch Wally? So Wally is the, like, I feel like the perfect movie. I loved it. I loved it so much. I, I, I think I watched it about a hundred times when I was a little Probably. kid. We watched- and also Pengu. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Pengu wasn't. So things that didn't have dialogue or much dialogue in it. Um, after lunch, I would lay on the couch and turn either on Wally or Pengu or something like that mm-hmm. and let the kids watch it while I napped for an hour mm-hmm. or so. And then that was like they never interrupted me. Their tummies were full. Mm-hmm. They knew that they I was right there, but they hardly ever bothered me. And so I could just like sleep for like the whole movie of Wally. Like I would just fall asleep. I was so tired. Um, but yeah. So you remember that? Yeah. And also I still have like those rain sounds, but instead of rain sounds, 
fans. I have, like, fans, and they just help me because, help me go to sleep, and, yeah. You also listen to Audible a bit because your mind is super active at night. Yes. So it gives your mind something to focus on. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to solve this. Boom. I already... I already listened uh, to the movie. I already know what's going to happen, Audible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong way to do it. You're supposed yeah. to listen to the book first. Um, I never I, do that, though. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Also, our dog, Max, just keeps on barking in the middle of the night. Um, I'm like, okay, good thing I have my Audible. I'm going to turn it up all the way to Max, mm-hmm. and I'm going to listen. And sometimes he barks like, for 20 minutes, sometimes five, sometimes sometimes I have to open the door and say, Max, stop. Yeah, he, Max, he keeps coming up in our episodes. Um, <laughs> Max is special. Dog. He's a great dog. He's a great <laughs> dog for us. Well, I think part of it, too, is um, we have raccoons that have annihilated our chickens. So we've lost nine chickens in the last two months and so I think he hears them and also across the street from our house we have um a like a wetlands yeah and there are coyotes coyotes but there's also like drug deals that happen (laughs) and like transient people who like live back in there too Mm -hmm. so I think he I think he barks at them, too. Definitely more yeah. recently. But uh, we also bought him a bark collar. So it came in the mail today. I'm so excited. Dog hacks. <laughs> dog yeah. hacks. Dog, dog hacks. Not king. Uh, yeah, slightly not king. to change the mood, it's now dog hacks instead of kids hacks. Uh-huh. Yes. I almost said uh, kid tax. Kid tax. Yeah. Kid tax. Um, I thought another thing that... Just, like, for homeschooling because, man, it was such a struggle to try to get through just, I'm, like, I have, like, a half an hour of stuff that I just want to get through that's taking me four hours to do mm-hmm. with, you know, especially my older two. And so one thing that I did was um, I made a sensory bin, like, one of those big, uh, you know, those, like, sterilite like um, bins that you can buy for like wrapping paper, the big yeah. long ones, and you store them under the bed. Because I also don't like a lot of things cluttering. Uh, so I try to like make use of storage space. And so um, when I had my my third, third I was pregnant with my fourth with my daughter. And then I had my seven and five and then my however old Cade was four. No. He was two. Anyway, I can't do math. I had three kids, and I had to try to homeschool the two big ones. And so I made the sensory bin with rice, like filled it all the way up. I had gotten like your, um, I don't know, tractors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he just sat there. And I didn't care about the mess that he made. It was like the amount of time that it took me to like vacuum up the rice, like maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. The exchange of that was like 30 solid minutes, just enough time to get me through. So for me, right. it was a good, it was a good hack. And yeah. 
And recently, uh, Mom made these cards uh, that you draw and you say voices or hop on one foot, sing like a leprechaun, sing like an opera for doing our schoolwork. Oh, yeah. Our memory work that we yeah. have. Um, I make different voice cards, and we all have to go around and say our memory work in different voices. Like a cowboy, <laughs> or like a valley girl, or hop on one way. This is my valley girl. Ah, this is so good. <laughs> it's entertaining. We <laughs> try to make school as joyful as it can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One thing I wanted to say was make Play-Doh. Do not buy Play-Doh. Oh, yeah. I have a really yes. good recipe for Play-Doh. I will link you guys to it. You can make so much Play-Doh with very little. There is one expensive ingredient, and that's cream of tartar, which is kind of essential to the recipe. You can make, like, two, three batches out of, like, a small jar of it. So um, it's, like, three, four bucks. But anyways, uh, it is so easy to make on the stovetop, and it's all in, like, one big pot, and they can't— I feel like Play-Doh just smells like you definitely should never ingest it, even if it has to be safe for kids. So— this is entirely from your kitchen, and it's a really good gift for pretty much kids for kids of pretty much any age. I mean, obviously, like preteens, maybe not, but otherwise, like for a good like last minute um, birthday gift, I've made play doh and put it in a glass jar and like painted the lid and attached the recipe card to it and just mm-hmm. brought it for the kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, usually so the parents are either really happy or they're not. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, Play-Doh is huge. Um, I was gonna say, Kristen, what about you've been homeschooling? Yeah, for a really long time, and I'm just tipping my toe in barely. Yeah. So, what are your what are your hacks for homeschooling successfully? Like having good momentum during your day, um, all of that type of stuff. So uh, I guess Knox wants to answer. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll answer. Uh, what? Go ahead. Uh, so. There is, like, different, uh, so there is morning time, review, doing our CC, doing our science, doing all of that, and then we have a 15 to 10 minute break, and then, yeah, we just go on schedules, and we just play through it, and we play among us, and, uh, yes, she helps us tap our heads for one of us to the be in the imposter and I usually win every single round and and set for the ones that I got voted out. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Back to the homeschooling tip. Yeah. Um yeah, I think setting a schedule again because I am who I am. But I think it's really helpful and it doesn't have to be I've tried different things. Um, when my kids were really young, I did more of a loop schedule where I was like, these are the things that I eventually want to do. And if I don't get them all done, that's fine. Um, you know, so say I have like five things I want to do. Um, let's say I want to do math. I want to do a reading phonics. You know, I want to do a little bit of writing. I want to hit a little bit of history. I wanted to hit a little bit of a read aloud. Um, so I want to hit those five things. And let's just say I only get through two of them. So you just take the first two and put them down at the bottom. And then the next day, you know what to start with. So then you're going to start with the thing that you left off. Um, and that just kind of works as a, as a loop schedule. 
as my kids have gotten older and uh, they can kind of self-regulate their own schoolwork, I, I do spend, August is my curriculum planning month. I don't do any schoolwork in August. We take the entire month off um, and a couple of weeks before that in July. So we take a full six weeks off. And that is, I just dedicate that to planning. I buy all of my curriculum that I need, or at least have it planned what I need to buy. Um, things on our literature list, I space out the expense throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But at least I know what I'm going to buy so I can kind of budget it. Um Let's see. Yeah. And I just sit down with um, my two bigger kids and just let them know, here's the schedule. I type it up so that um, when we're going about day to day and one kid needs help because they're really stuck on a math problem or whatever it is. And I'm and I'm tied up longer than I think than I had planned they can just go to their schedule that I typed out and they can just pick out um, what they can do independently. And then we can come back to whatever subject that they needed my help for later. Um, So I do think scheduling is important. And I know people want like, whatever works for you, that's what works for me. Especially the more kids that you have, the more you kind of have to, you just do, you just can't, it's really, really, really hard to wing it. And like, for me, I end up just getting really stressed out and just not being a very nice mom because I'm like, what? Like, they're all wanting me. They're all coming to me for their math problems and math issues because I haven't taught them what they should do instead. You know, like, okay, I'm busy, go find something else to do. But then if I haven't done the prep work to like show them what else they need to do, then a lot of it was just kind of on me. So yeah, creating a schedule and making it known to everybody in your little homeschool classroom, what that is. And um, yeah. Yeah. I'm realizing that like, I'm a very laid back person in mm-hmm. regards to routine and schedule and that, but because of that, I need all the more to have things planned out because it is not natural to me. Yeah to have structure in my day and there's really no way to get kids through homeschool and through just general discipling yeah without structure yeah. in your day it's not i mean yeah yeah they're just, they're just i mean let me know to, let me know if teach, you find yeah. a way to do that cuz i'd like to be more laid back in yes. this but i just find that if i want to maintain the house and cook meals and homeschool kids and do the grocery and you know do all that if I want to be successful in that mm-hmm. and feel accomplished, I need to have a plan for that. <laughs> right. And I think there's a tr- yeah. there's like a period of transition as your kids get older. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm like on the precipice of like my kids are just old enough where we need to have that structure. They're, when they're younger, yeah. you know, you when they're toddlers, yeah, yeah. There's, there's not a lot you can do by way of structure sure. unless you're kind of forcing things. But at this point, if I'm going to teach my kids life skills and – being a productive member of our household and, you know, a right use of entertainment also. Like when Mm -hmm. my kids were younger, I would allow them to like have TV first thing in the morning so I could get extra sleep because I had very little the night before. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I'd throw Cheerios at them and we'd watch something. But now I'm realizing that's entirely like counterproductive to my goal for them to be able to entertain themselves and Mm -hmm. to realize that like entertainment is not a given. It's something that you earn. So everything kind of shifts. Yeah. And yeah. What is, what are some like, do you have any 
uh, hacks or tips for moms who are maybe kind of busting kids out quickly, but are just starting with the home with the homeschooling? Like, how do you carve that time out when you have younger kids and also bigger kids? Okay. Uh, so, so Knox is going to answer. My voice didn't change. Uh, <laughs> do you have a thought? Yeah. yeah. Well, we we did this at one point. So when I was six, when I was six to eight, and so we did a pyramid thing that we have to fill in all the rows of the pyramid, and there's a hundred, and you get each, you get a cent for each country you memorize. Oh yeah, it was their geography pyramid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I meant which state you memorize. Mm-hmm. So you can memorize a hundred, you get a dollar, and then you could go to the dollar store and buy something. And uh, some people did lie about their thing. They colored in more, and that was including me. Probably everyone did it. <laughs> Confessions of the homeschool <laughs> <Probably>. student. <laughs> Probably yeah. everybody kind yeah. of fibbed on how many they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. that was to create motivation yeah. to do geography. Yeah. Um, so I would my advice to moms who are just dipping their toe into the homeschool arena and you have a lot of kids underfoot. I would say uh, a couple things. One thing is the child that you want to homeschool, who's at that age to homeschool or to, you know, like start some kind of formal whatever, are they eager? Do they want to? Is this something that they're really into? Are they wanting to like learn how to read? Are they really interested in letters? all of my kids kind of started at different ages. I was I was very lax about when I started um, because I feel like, particularly with reading, reading, teaching your kids how to read is a lot like teaching your kids how to potty train. Mm-hmm. And I what I mean by that, train. yeah, you were a great potty trainer. Yes, <laughs> Knox wanted to add that. And so what I mean by that is you can take a young child. uh, There are people who do that who are, I don't know, 18 months old or whatever. um, And you can begin the process of potty training at a really young age. And maybe by the end of six months, they're fully potty trained. You know, where they're not, they're, you know, no wet diapers at night, all that other kind of stuff. Hold on just a minute. But... You know, it takes them six months. Or you can take a three- or four-year-old and teach them how to potty train in a day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of my approach to school is if they're developmentally ready, if there's the attitude and eagerness there, you can work with that. It's kind of counterproductive Mm -hmm. to try to force a child to, like, do math or force them to read, um... It just takes so much longer. And yeah, there's definitely a point where you're like, okay, we need to, (laughs) you're 10 now. You should probably (laughs) learn your alphabet. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just saying, you know, don't try to start too early uh, because you could really turn your kiddo off to learning. You really want to cultivate a love. I mean, that's one of my goals in my Mm -hmm. homeschool is to cultivate a love of learning. And there's so many ways you can introduce the reading and phonics and literature and vocabulary that isn't like formal reading 
I mm-hmm. would say reading books, if your kid is not interested in reading, is not interested in learning their alphabet, the best thing you can do for them is just sit down and read a book for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Picture books are fabulous. They're so great. I highly recommend the podcast Read Aloud Revival. Um, she's um, uh, Sarah McKenzie. She's just such an encourager, just lays out all the benefits for reading. She has a book. She wrote a book about it, and it just goes through all of the benefits. And And I can speak to how it is. And so I do read aloud with my kids. I tend to read a couple of grades above their, you know, I don't know, reading level or whatever. And I mean, my kids are smart kids, so I'm sure some of that is that. But uh, also, like, they're where they test, and I am one of these weird homeschool parents that test them once a year just because I'm curious and I want to know where their weaknesses are so I can adapt my my plan for the year or for the following year in terms of curriculum. But, I mean, all of my kids um, so far have all score like very high in their vocabulary and what they understand and know um, at, from a very young age. I think, um, and, and that isn't, I'm not doing anything special. And like I said, yeah, my kids are smart, but I don't think they're like, they're not savants. More they're Einstein. just, yeah, definitely not Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I am saying is they're exposed to a lot of good words and good works and all through our read-alouds, so the vocabulary, and I do tend to read a, a grade or two above wherever they typically are at, mm-hmm. and I think that really helps, and there's a lot of research and stuff that, I mean, like I said, Sarah McKenzie's podcast, Read Aloud Revival, goes through all of what just great things that just reading can do with your kids, so yeah, yeah. so I would just say that. Um, my other advice would be um, kind of a philosophy that I learned in Classical Conversations, which uh, is a co-op curriculum, um, is that do easy plus one. Don't plan a lot for your school year. Just do the bare minimum. And if that is easy, add plus one. Right. So if you are just... If you have a little five-year-old and you're just getting started on reading, just focus on reading. I don't even do math. I don't even do math in kindergarten. They, we, there's tons of stuff you can do counting. They just need to learn how to count to 10. Like, it's fine. Right. You know, we, we can do math later. <laughs> Let's just, you know, focus on reading and love for reading. Um, and so, yeah, just do that. And then once they start getting momentum with, some reading. I usually do it at least halfway through the, through the school year. Do I then introduce math mm-hmm. and just, you know, more formal, um, you know, a little bit more structured, not formal, but a little bit more structured things regarding math. Yeah. So one of the best, it's been encouraging to me and helpful that I have so many experienced homeschool moms at our church Yeah, and just in my circle because of, you know, how prevalent it is in our community Mm -hmm. because it is so tempting to see what people are doing in public school. Yeah. And also if you're in a, if you're in a like 
if a lot of your relatives are sending right. kids to public school or your parents are comparing your kids to what you were learning doing. in yeah. public school, mm-hmm. it's very, like, they're like, well, what, what, are, what are you doing? Right. Especially because homeschooling sounds so, like, intimidating to them. And they're like, well, are you really qualified? So, right. so having that affirmation of you don't need to rush it. You don't need to go buy a curriculum. Right. For your first year, two years, whatever. Because you also, there's the excitement. You have the excitement of, I'm going to homeschool and it's going to be so great. We're going to do all these things and you have all these great aspirations. And so you feel like you got to go buy all the stuff and like, what do do I do? And just slowing down. Like Mm -hmm. my oldest just turned six in September and she has, she's like just starting to have the desire to learn to read. But if I, if I structure it too much, she pulls back. Mm-hmm. And when I let it go and she self-initiates, she gets really excited about it. Mm-hmm. I've tried to do like teach your child to read in 100 easy lessons and other things like that that I found for her, and she cannot stand it. But if I just sit with her with simple words and let her sound them out, she does it without all of those lessons, and she gets so pumped on it. Yeah. And she'll say, mm-hmm. I don't want to do the book. Can I just do this? Like, she just wants to to do that. Yeah. And same with math. Like, I'm not doing any math curriculum, but she's always asking me questions. So is this plus this, this? Or if I tell her something, she'll count it out. Like, just on her own. So yeah. kids, kids get to that point, just like you were saying with potty training, where something flips and yeah. they just want to. Right. Yeah. So it's been really helpful for you to, to have you to be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down. It's fine. Yeah. Your kids are not going to be <laughs> right behind. Yeah. Just, when yeah. they're in high school and they don't know how to, you know, read yet, then we'll, then we'll worry. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit sooner. I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> yes. um, Knox, do you have something? Yeah. So if, if, uh, if you see that your kids are interested in something, like for me as an example, I'm like engineering and science and anything with do electricity and yeah, if you see them, encourage them and try to get them to learn more of that and still get uh, more of you know, other stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like math. But, yeah, they should uh, definitely uh, see what they... Yeah, they, they, they should love. pursue yeah. their interests. No, that's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. I mean, I joke, my oldest, um, he... He wants to be a veterinarian. He doesn't want to be a vet, but he was is still, and he's 12, and has been into Pokemon for, I don't know, since he was seven, eight. I don't even know where he learned about Pokemon. Oh, I know. Uh, One of his friends mentioned Pokemon, and he was like, oh, what's that? And And then it just took off from there. Yeah, and um, he has been drawing a whole bunch of Pokemon cards, and they look very good. Yeah, he's done a really good job. Yeah, so has me. So I joke saying that I could create an entire complete curriculum just based on Pokemon. 
because I don't think that he would know how to read or do math or draw if it wasn't for Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Because, so he has um, a whole alphabet soup of like learning disabilities and stuff. So learning in school has always been really challenging for him. Mm -hmm. And um, he hasn't always been, it's just, you know, just everything is a struggle. But I used Pokemon to like teach him how to read. So I, he would hate, hate doing like the little readers that you do, you know, little right. readers that you do. Mm-hmm. And he would, he would hate that. He just really wanted to read a real book, but he didn't really want to read a real book, but he loved to read about all the different Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so I would have him read the cards and tell me just, and it wasn't even formal. It was just like, Oh, go get your Pokemon binder. I want to learn more about more Pokemon. And so he would sit there and read and I'd help him, you know, cause he'd struggle through, cause they're big words. Um, so he'd struggle through words and I'd help him learn the words and, um, you know, and then, you know, the whole game, each Pokemon is worth a certain point, And if they fight, then they get like deducted health points. And so mm-hmm. we're doing math too. And so, and then now he is going through the Pokemon handbook and drawing all the Pokemon. So that's his thing, but it's just, yeah, if you find what they're interested in, it's you can almost tailor any subject mm-hmm. to help them learn. And right. that's like the great thing about homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what about like toys and clothes? Do you have any? That's kind of a big part of kids. Toys and clothes. Yeah. So I... <sighs> All right, hacks for clothes. So I think I mentioned on one of our hacks or one of our episodes about stewarding Mm -hmm. was my, what I do for clothes, for old clothes, because they can overwhelm your dresser. And then you just spend hours, at least I did, going through each kid's dresser to find what clothes fit to find what, you know, just all those things. And so in their closets, each closet has a shelf, mm-hmm. um, you know, like one of those wire ones. And I just stick a bin for each kid. And so as I'm putting stuff away or as they are putting stuff away, either I pull stuff out um, and just toss them in the bin for a goodwill. It's a goodwill bin. And then I'm just sorting as I go, and it isn't this big, overwhelming like task to do seasonally. Like it's already, I just kind of do it as I put away laundry or as they put away laundry, I'll tell them, oh, hey, I think, you know, does this, can you try this on before you put it away and just set mm-hmm. it aside so I can put it in your goodwill bin? Yeah. So I I don't know. Clothes and me, I just, I feel like I'm just now, after 12 years of having kids, um, <laughs> like have gotten a good system down or one that works somewhat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I, I need to be better about the organizing of the things, but I'm very good at the acquiring of the things. So (laughs) I, I very rarely will go and buy my children toys full price or pay for clothes, um, full price or at any cost. And what I do in order to make that happen is I have one closet and we have, our house was built in the 1920s. So we have very large, very long storage closets. Like one could fit 
nearly a queen size bed in width wise and it's very deep. So I have the luxury of having a closet that's just for my mom's storage. So that's good. So I will have have a, a part of that closet that is for the next season of clothes and the next size of clothes for my kids. And I am always looking out for free clothes on buy nothing groups, on mm -hmm. Facebook marketplace people. You can do a search. And if you do a search consistently on Facebook marketplace, it will auto populate. Like it'll, the algorithm will pick up and it'll start to show you things consistently. Um, we have a buy nothing group for our church you can instigate a clothing exchange if you want, if you have stuff that you want to give away. Like we are always giving our lightly used clothes away. So it's just this big cycle. Mm -hmm. um, so you can do that through your buy nothing group, do a thread for a clothing exchange or whatever you're giving away and have other people post. Or you can have uh, friends over for a, <laughs> a church small group um, to collect clothes that way too. Because usually people just send stuff to Goodwill. Mm -hmm. And then if you're thrifty, you will go to Goodwill and you'll pay for those things. So yeah. um, it has helped so much. We pay very, very little for clothes. And our kids have really nice clothes for, the you know, they're free. So like yeah. pretty nice for free. Um, and then when the right season comes along, I don't worry about going through things really in the moment. Um, I will pull everything out and kind of have a big day where I move their wardrobe in and out. And usually I have enough to make an entirely, like an ent entire second wardrobe in each size to give to another family, which is yeah. really fun to do. Yeah. Because to receive something where you're like, oh, my entire spring it's is covered. covered. Yeah. Like how fun is that to do? And I do the same thing for toys. So I will um, stash toys away that I get that are lightly used that people are just giving away that my kids would like. And then if we're having like a glum day or, um, you know, birthday is coming up or something like that, I will, um, it, it's much cheaper to buy really nice packaging for a lightly used toy than it is to buy the <laughs> full toy. Right. So last Christmas I got so many toys secondhand and they looked perfect. They yeah. just didn't have the packaging on them. Right. And my kids had a much better Christmas than they would have as far as like being able to gift things to them. They could have had, you know, a quarter of what they got. Yeah. And I just, Yeah, they loved it. I mean Yeah. Yeah. Got things I remember secondhand. Being over here and, and we don't yeah. do that for everything. Like, you know, if it's necessary, I'll absolutely go and buy something. But sure. it's just they're like we talked about in our um we're, you can have it turn in a sec. <laughs> Don't worry, you're gonna get that. Um, when we were talking about our consumer consumerism, oh yeah, like there's just so people have this idea in their head that like they need to go and get the new thing, or, or it's like there's this stigma kind of attached to not doing that. And there's nothing wrong with going sure. and buying new, but these things are just being mass produced and then tossed. Yeah, you know. So if you can kind of jump in and grab what people are tossing it can really benefit your family. So that's been huge for me is um, knowing how to shop the different apps and how to stash things away and when to pull them out. So yeah, no, you're super good. You're Ash is one of those friends that I'm like, Hey, I'm looking for a ru rugs, a Christmas tree. A Christmas you wanted tree. a Christmas oh, yeah, tree last right. year and I, I found you like seven for free. <laughs> I know. I was like, Hey, I knew there was something I'm like, Hey, I want to find a Christmas tree. Cause I have two floors and I thought it'd be fun to like, do two, two, anyway, 
long, that's not the point, Kristen. Um, but yeah, Ash is one of those, she can find you anything. And we have another friend, Jackie, who mm-hmm. is like that too, where she can find like nice, nice stuff too, that is like discounted way, 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 way down. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Knox, did you have something that yeah, you- Yeah, I want to know. Uh, so- uh, He's been waiting so patiently. He has. He was kind of dying over there. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're good. Why am I get you? <laughs> so, so I think uh, toys, I think, come down into two categories. It's either action figures and uh, other stuff like that, or it is swords, plain swords, like uh, games, like tag, like. Mm-hmm. T- laser tag, like stuff that you can hold in your hand and you can interact with other people. Well, uh, so I used to uh, have Play-Doh. And mm-hmm. I, I, we would make Play-Doh and I would stuff it all in my Batman cave and I was thinking that it was some kind of goo that got out from Batman's lair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and... And I just played around with it, and now I gave two of them to Go- Goodwill, and I think I gave one to Gatsby for yeah. his birthday. Yeah, oh, he, the, he loved it so yeah. much. They fought over that for like a week. Yeah, yeah those Knox one. would play with those forever. Yeah, and so that was my other hack for toys is, I mean, toys can be just really overwhelming and they can just be really overwhelming. And so it just got to the point where like my kids didn't even know like what they had. So they end up just dumping every single thing out to find like the one toy that they always played with. And so I kind of have categories for toys and then I just have like Ikea bins that separate them out. So we have like a Lego bin. um, Jonas loves to play with the Legos. Yeah, we have a Lego bin. I have little, like, tackle boxes because then, like, even within the Lego bins, like, then there's, like, special pieces of Lego mm-hmm. that you end up getting, having to, like, dump out Yeah. Um, to find. So I t- went through all of our Legos and sorted out all those, like, special pieces, like doors and windows and palm trees and, like, anyway, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then just... Um, if the toy, whether you're thrifting or not, if the toy just doesn't fit into a category, then it helps me decide, do I really need this? Is this something that they would really play with? And if it is, well, then you get to have a new category. But um, yeah. if it's not, then, you know, it just helps with the acquiring and managing of things for me anyway. Because uh, I have four kids and they all are very different and have very different interests. So, mm-hmm. but I also, like, our downstairs playroom was, like, being overwhelmed with stuff. And so they like couldn't play with stuff because they're looking for, yeah. It's so easy to like take too much stuff. Yeah. And then have, yeah, just it coming out the ears. Right, yeah. So I cannot tell you how many times we've purged like 80% of our (laughs) toys. And like two weeks later, it's just as bad. But I'm about to have, because I love your like underbed storage thing. Yeah. So I found a deal for like the rolly bins yeah. underneath the beds. And I found like four for 80 bucks on oh, Amazon. Wow. And they're yeah. 66 gallons. Oh, man. So I'm going to get each one for each of the kids. And that's going to be their container. Yeah. 
Because they're starting to have, like, more, like, this is my toy. Right. Which I think is okay. Which is okay. Personal property is a good thing to learn. And so they're moving out of the phase of, like, having a lot of joint toys. Unless it's Legos or something like that. So um, I'm going to let them all have. We're going to do it before Christmas so that when they get their Christmas toys, they can put them under their bed. No, that's so great. But then they'll be. I thought about doing a toy bin or doing toy shelves. And it's just too much clutter. Like, I just need one bin. Yeah. That they put them in. Yeah, gone. no, we totally, so our, I call them our communal toys. Our mm-hmm. communal toys are downstairs in the playroom. And then they get to have their special toys that they don't, like, right. they get to be choosy who gets to play with them. And so then I have, um, like, smaller bins for that. Yeah, we have our storage ottoman, so yeah. that's going to be the only toy box down here. But, that's yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, Knox, do you have something to add? So, uh, there was uh, this mini basketball hoop. That no one played it for like a six years from our old house, and then I stacked a few uh, chairs on top, and then I put the basketball hoop, mm-hmm. and then I got a ball at the dollar store, and then I started play playing basketball, and I think I had a like a mini short film of me, of me and then came in pushed me into uh the basketball hoop and it fell down on Cayman's head. He was okay. He was fine. Yeah. So your point is you can also repurpose yeah. old toys and get longer use out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, that's a good hack. And like uh <laughs> and like Stuff that you don't normally use, like unused toys. Because, like, I've been looking for my Batman toys for a while, a while and I gave away my last Superman toy mm-hmm. to Gatsby. And I, and I just love giving him that. I, I yeah. he loves it. It was so such a special much. toy. Those were very special. And so we wanted, like, we purposefully held back to give them to, uh, to Gatsby because I'm like, he's just going to enjoy that so much. And yeah. He so. does. Yeah. He, he was obsessed with it for an entire week. Mm-hmm. And then I stuck it up in a closet so they would stop fighting over it. So I will get it back out. <laughs> he loves it so much and carry that little Batman around. Like, because he loves that you can yeah. put it in the thing and it'll disappear. That's yeah. Like his jam. So yeah. He loves that. Yeah. Um, so I think we should wrap it up for this episode. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to say is I have never not been able to get a shower with a new baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a bouncy chair. Learn to swaddle the baby and put the baby in the bouncy chair. And as I mean, my bathroom upstairs is very tiny, and I still was able to wedge that baby in, get a little steam going, and mm-hmm. it'll clear out the sinuses. <laughs> yes, and also that keeps your other children from harming the baby when you're in the shower. <laughs> but yep, until they're obviously when they get older, you kind of have to time it a little bit. With I'll put on super simple songs and give her a little bit of Cheerios and just do a speed shower if I need to. But um, when people are like, I just can't shower. I haven't showered for a week. You got to just change your strategy. Yeah. <laughs> That's my kid hack. Get one of the little bouncy chairs that you can fit into your, in your, um, in your bathroom. Leave the, leave the door open and put them in a little walker in the hallway and take a shower. 
Yeah, no, that isn't good. You need to take a shower. Take a shower. It's good for you. It's good for everybody. Yeah. It smells of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up for this episode, but until next time. Go love God. Go love your husbands. Go love kids.